Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. We back for another episode. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we back, back for another episode. Yes, another week has ended. Another week is about to begin. Let's go. Yes, indeed, the podcast of many tastes, a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and let's go. Taste to consider podcast. Let's go. To the podcast, are you still down for me now? Podcast. Yeah. 
Taste to consider podcast. Are you still down? Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode. A taste to consider podcast. The podcast of many tastes. Yes, we back for another episode. A day late, but not a taste short. <laughs> Oh man, feels good to be back. Yes, I'm recording uh Saturday afternoon for all the YouTubers who are watching. You could tell because of the light in the back that's coming through the curtains. <laughs> but yeah, back for another episode. Um Part three. Part three of Dating Games. Yes, indeed. Part three. Appreciate all the response that I got back from Dating Games Part 2. Appreciate everybody who uh, listened to the show, all the people who watched it on YouTube, all of the new subscribers on streaming services as well as YouTube. I appreciate you. Uh, Continue to follow me, listen, like, share, download, listen, delete, keep it moving, you know. I always say, um, us independent content creators, we need all the love. We need everything. We need the likes. We need the shares. Uh, we need the listens. We need the downloads because that helps us get out there more due to these dumbass algorithms all on social media and stuff like that. Um, you can listen to me on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Amazon, and of course you can watch on YouTube. Also, uh, check out the UNU Network on Instagram. That is U-A-N-D-U underscore network. Also, follow me on Taste to Consider Podcast on Instagram. uh, A Taste to Consider on Twitter. Um, what else? Greatest I am blog.com, my mental health blog, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram, a taste to consider.com, where you will find merchandise as well as a taste to consider on Instagram. Yes, to get that all out of the way, all out of the way. So, I'm not drinking or smoking. Um, not because it's Sunday afternoon, it's because I plan to go to the gym after I finish recording. Well, actually, after I finish editing the recording, because I'm going to watch the uh, UNC game while I'm editing. Um, UNC is in the Elite Eight, so we get this win today. We go to the Final Four, and we'll have a familiar foe, the Duke Blue Devils. Yes, indeed. So looking forward to that. That's why I'm trying to hurry up and get the recording out the way. The game starts in in a f- couple hours, so I should finish right when the game starts. So that is the hope, and then, you know what I'm saying, get to this gym. Speaking of the gym, uh, this week, man, this week has been a great week just overall. Um, I mean, overall, this was a great week. Um Came down to uh, finding out that 
I lost 20 pounds since January. Yes, 20 pounds. That may sound like, damn, 20 pounds. What the hell's going on? You sick or something? No, I've been putting in that damn work. Yes, indeed. 20 pounds. I got rid of all of that quarantine weight from the past two years. Got it done in, in two months. And it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all. For one, I wasn't paying attention to the scales. I was just putting in the work, just going to the gym five, six times a week, staying um, on my routine, uh, switched up my eating habits, and hey, I'm here now, um, back in good shape, not the shape that I want to be. I, I Honestly, I didn't have I didn't have no goal when I started back working out uh, in January. I just I just needed to get back in shape. So that was a goal. And I just told myself, just don't worry about none of the stuff that you usually uh, focused on um, over the years that you've been working out, comparing myself to other people, trying to have this certain ideal body and trying to compete with somebody else and all this other stuff. I just said I'm going to put in the work, go through the journey, and then we'll see what results come out of that. And I lost 20 pounds in two months. And, you know, we'll see what's what's after this. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. It's simple as that. And then we'll see, you know, what happens. But that was a, that was a great thing. Um, another thing that... I found out uh, I found out what my human design is and if you don't know what that is look it up human design I found out what my human design was and I'm a manifesting generator and when I found that out um, the type of person I am I just went full speed ahead into researching it and stuff and and so I did like a good two days worth of researching it and stuff and that that stuff is is real, man. And it's just crazy that, you know, a lot of people don't take the time to get into certain other aspects out here that can help them understand themselves as an individual individual and stuff like that. Human design, astrology, spirituality, all that other stuff, you know. Um, but all that stuff is lumped in together. And, yeah, so... I plan to do a later episode about that, you know, just talking about the things that I found out and how it aligns with me and, you know, how a lot of it is true and stuff like that. Um, I got a bonus from my job, a bonus check from my job. That was unexpected. Didn't know that was coming. Um, so, yeah, like I said, this week has been all around great. I mean, um, you have your things, you know, it's, it's it it will always be something, something that makes you angry, something that frustrates you, confuses you, um, takes you back, triggers you, all that other stuff. But, yeah, overall, this week has been great. Um, and I continue to keep it pushing. So that's exactly what we're going to do right now with this episode, Dating Games Part 3. So like I did last episode, I'm just going to get right into the, the – <laughs> <laughs> the blackity black woke segment yes we're gonna start off with the blackity black woke segment so it's a few things and i'm gonna get through this i'm not gonna rush it but i ain't gonna prolong it either because i know 
like I said, this podcast is the podcast of many tastes. I'm going to introduce a lot of taste to you, and it's not up for me to make you agree with it, like it, want another taste, want more of the taste, or whatever. I'm just introducing the taste. So, blackity black woke segment. Let me start off with the first topic. HBCU offers free room board tuition to over 50 students in Ukraine. And this HBCU is Hampton University. Oh, man. It's just crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always bring up these topics where everybody is always doing shit for everybody else but actual black people. And a lot of it is from black people or black institutions or organizations. Uh, NAACP, uh congressional black caucus shit all these black politicians (laughs) we'll get into that a little later but yeah so this just this don't surprise me because like a lot of these hbcus are funded um by the, the federal government so it's always funny to see the the how the the federal government always uses this funding over our organization's heads or our people's head and uh, <laughs> and keep them, you know what I'm saying, in this this type of illusion of, you know what I'm saying, that <laughs> we're actually being helped or we're actually progressing and stuff like that. But moving along, I wasn't going to go too much into it. I just wanted to point this out. I just wanted to point it out. Uh, What's next? Something that I came across uh, on social media, and I just, I just, I didn't believe it at first. So, you know, I do my research and stuff like that. So in the Peace Corps, on the Peace Corps uh, website, I'm going to read this. It says, It is not uncommon for Ukrainians to refer to African-Americans as the N-word. Volunteers of color may be called a monkey or may see children's games with blackface. Being aware of the history of dehumanization for people of African descent may help inform where this comes from. It does not justify it. It will be at your discretion to determine the intent. No matter the intent, staff recognizes the impact that hearing that word may invoke hurt and anger. If you view it as unlearned, something the person has never been exposed to, it may be an opportunity for you to educate that person. We are here to support your successful service, and these comments and images can be a huge distraction and obstacle to you. Know that the Peace Corps staff is here to support and encourage you. Do not hesitate to remove yourself from such situations. You are not expected to be subjected to such treatment. You can also find support and understand from other African-American Peace Corps volunteers serving in Ukraine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, there's no way in hell that they should be, if this is the case, 
And this goes down to each and every black person over here in the United States that got these Ukraine flags all over their social media page and and sitting here talking about some we support Ukraine and all this other stuff. And you see this Ukraines don't even fuck with us. This has already been pointed out in a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about this, when that viral video went out about how the Ukrainians weren't letting black people on the trains to get up out of Ukraine. But they were letting pets get on there before the black people. Moving along. (laughs) Okay, the meat and potatoes of the blackity black woke segment. I'm not going to let up on this. I can't. It's not in me to just let go of certain things so easily and so quick. Back to Kentaji Brown Jackson. Y'all know she's been going through her uh, confirmation hearings to be a Supreme Court justice. Yes. But it's honestly been like, hold on, before I even start that, I forgot even about this. So the United States are letting 100,000 Ukrainian refugees over here into the United States. And if you take the time to actually pay attention and research and look at these things, a lot of those Ukrainians over there are neo-Nazis. Literally, they they wearing it all over their uniforms. You can go back as far as 2014 when you will see the influx of those white supremacists over there in Ukraine building this neo-Nazi movement over there. Even their own Ukrainian president, Zelensky, has been connected to neo-Nazism. But back to Kentaji Brown-Jackson. Y'all do y'all own research. You know what I'm saying? I know some of y'all not because y'all just don't believe me. But here we go. For y'all who going to roll y'all eyes because Kentaji Brown-Jackson is a black woman. We going to get into this. Okay. It's easier to control feelings than it is facts. All skin folk ain't kin folk. So, out of 25 cases, Kentaji Brown Jackson ruled in favor of three plaintiffs. 22 cases were pursued by black plaintiffs. Jackson ruled against 19 of the black plaintiffs. And this is during racial discrimination cases. Let me read that again. It's a question, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson's racial discrimination cases. Out of 25 cases, she ruled in favor of three plaintiffs. 22 cases were pursued by black plaintiffs. Jackson ruled against 19 of the black plaintiffs. During that Senate confirmation hearing, it was only one black person on that panel. And we all know 
who it was because a lot of y'all was just falling so in love with the things that he had to say. Cory Booker. So. Now, at one time, did he ask her about those cases? I didn't expect none of the white committee members to ask her about it. But they did ask her some other interesting questions that people, particularly black people or black liberals or the black excellence folks didn't like and had a problem with. That's why I said it's easier to control feelings than facts. A lot of black people were so caught up into their feelings and miss the facts that were being presented. Like I said, I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I don't trust neither one of them. They both got wings on the same bird. I am a registered independent. But back to this. We've gone through this plenty of times before. Obama, Kamala Harris, and now Kinsenji Brown Jackson. In the past couple of years, you know what I'm saying, when since the black excellence and you know what I'm saying? The black girl magic and all that other stuff has been real popular. But we still haven't seemed to learn our lesson. No critical thinking here in these situations. Just caught up into our feelings. It's easier to control feelings than facts. All skin folk ain't your kin folk. We got to stop falling for this. One of the cases that I brought up a couple of episodes ago that Kinsenji, um Brown Jackson presided over was the Ross versus Lockheed case in 2016. And she ruled against those black employees of Lockheed Martin. It was 5,000 of them. And one thing that isn't being pointed out within that that discrimination case was the shooting that happened at Lockheed Martin from a, a outspoken, known white supremacist employee that worked there who shot up black people. So. <laughs> I already pointed out how the police union. is endorsing Kentaji Brown Jackson. That should be a red flag right there for black people and people who are against police brutality and all that other good stuff. And despite what was being seen in that confirmation hearing when the Republicans were asking her those questions, a lot of Republicans really don't have a problem with her. That should be another red flag. Or should it? I don't know. And another thing is her record has shown that she will rule in favor of big corporations. But it's just been frustrating me so much to see so many black people 
so many black women getting so caught up into this narrative that is being pushed about Kentaji Brown Jackson and this black girl magic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Of course, she's uh, very qualified for this position, but that doesn't mean that she's the right person for the position. There's plenty of jobs out here that a lot of us are qualified for, overqualified for, but you know they ain't the right position for you or you wouldn't be the right person for the position. That's why you haven't applied for it. (laughs) There's a lot of things out here that a lot of people can do based off of their degrees and their experience and stuff like that, but that don't mean that you're supposed to be in the job. You see a lot of the narrative that's being pushed out from the Democrats about how, you know, that's why I say I don't trust either Republicans or Democrats. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I always call this political theater because there's games behind it. It's just about who wants to be controlling the game in this point in time. And right now the Democrats are controlling the game. But the Republicans are still playing it. And they're still part of it. So this narrative being pushed out during the the uh, confirmation hearings and stuff is that, you know, the Republicans are being so hard on on a black woman that they're showing exactly what black women have to go through and stuff like that. What are they doing? Tugging on black women's feelings. Excuse me. Burp number one. Excuse me. Burp number two. Feelings are easier to control than facts. A lot of black people are up in arms because they feel that she has been treated so badly by these white men. Forgetting the fact that she's married to a white man. They tugging on feelings, emotions, they're easier to control than facts. We got to stop being blinded by this black excellence and this black girl magic narrative and agenda being carried out to move us in the direction that they want to, they want us to move in. It always amazes me. I was thinking about this last night, how all of us are programmed and controlled in some type of way, right? We get this. We see it in other people. And we outwardly or inwardly judge people or talk about people who we feel are being used and controlled and programmed and stuff like that. So we know it. A lot of times we aren't self-aware of how we are being controlled and programmed and stuff, or we won't admit it, but we know other people can be programmed, controlled, and, and used and all that other stuff. But we always seem to to lose sight of this in the black community when it comes to politicians and celebrities and people who have money or who are rich, wealthy, or have some sort of power and popularity. It confuses the hell out of me. (laughs) 
we just look at these people like they're so holier than thou that nothing is wrong with them just because they're popular they got some power they got some money that they're all holier than thou and they they is nothing wrong negative or evil about the things that they do think say or feel <laughs> come on now One of the uh, things that disturbs me so much about Kentaji Brown Jackson is this stuff with the child pornography stuff. If you look at her record and how she uh, ruled against a lot of these cases and a lot of the stuff that was was being asked to her and how she answered it. Is disturbing to me and it should be disturbing to a lot of people, not just black. People, people, period. But particularly black people for the simple fact that how often we see our babies, our kids go missing without a trace, without never being found, without the media outlets putting the same type of energy behind finding them or bringing awareness to them being missing or dead like they do with other kids of other races <laughs> I don't get it so let me play this clip that I thought was interesting um, here we go case well let's keep talking about about this case you, you also said to to this individual who is an adult tried as an adult 18 years old you also said to him Besides saying that you thought his victims were his peers, you also said there's no reason to think that you are a pedophile. And then you went on to say, again, that's another reason why you weren't going to give him, you're only going to give him three months because you would have judged that he wasn't a pedophile. And then you said, and this is something I'd, I, I really need your help understanding, then you apologized to him. And I, I just have to tell you, I can't quite figure this out. You said to him, this is a truly difficult situation. I appreciate that your family's in the audience. I feel so sorry for them and for you and for the anguish this has caused all of you. I feel terrible about the collateral consequences of this conviction. And then you go on to say sex offenders are truly shunned in our society. I'm just trying to figure out, Judge, is he the victim here or are the victims the victims? You're saying that you you're apologizing to him. You're saying you're sorry for the anguish this has caused him. There was a victim impact statement in this case. It didn't get read into the record, but it was there. I've described the, the videos that we have. You say earlier in the case, you talk about how heinous these crimes are, and you describe them to your credit. You describe how heinous it is to your credit. And yet, here you are giving him three months and apologizing to him and saying you feel sorry for the anguish it's caused him and also saying you think that sex offenders are truly shunned in our society. So just just talk about that. Help me understand. I mean, is, is he a victim? Is that your view here? Is that why you said this? Is that what you meant? It disturbs the hell out of me because it just disturbs me because, and this is not the only case where these questionable uh, things that she said or her rulings just 
ah, I don't get it. Like, this is fucking disturbing to me. And we've already seen, well, I ain't going to say we. I have, and I know a lot of people have seen this agenda being pushed to start making pedophilia a normal thing, a legal thing, an accepted thing. And And it's always coming from liberals, liberal establishments, liberal newspapers, uh, liberal media outlets. And we have right here a judge being appointed by a liberal politician, not to mention all of the liberal politicians that have been caught up into some type of pedophilia or child pornography or people who are connected to them. Moving along. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me see. Yeah, like I said, all that, all that uh, narrative and the agenda being pushed that the Republicans don't like her and stuff is false. I ain't going to sit here and say all Republicans like her, but she has full support of the establishment. Like I said, she got the police support. Um, she got the support of corporations. And she got the the support of many Republicans. This is once again um, Democratic or liberal symbolism wrapped in black packaging. She's a win for both sides, both sides. Another narrative that they pushing out there is that black men have a problem with her. That's why that political theater was put out there with Cory Booker saying all that he said. Because they want to show this black man supporting a black woman that don't, that hasn't supported her own people. And then that will in turn demonize any other black man who comes out here and says anything against her. It's easier to control feelings than facts. So easy. One of the Republicans that many people hate, Ted Cruz, and I ain't a fan of him, but I ain't going to discount some of the things that he brought to her attention that she couldn't answer or she bypassed. I mean, we all seen it, those videos about her questioning about when when does life start and how she answered it her lack of answer in the same way with what is a woman lack of answer Alan Dershowitz came out and was saying how disappointed he was and his former student Ted Cruz for his questions of Judge Jackson, and he called it bigotry.
like I said, it's it's a lot of people out here that got these ties to these pedophiles and these sex traffickers and all this other stuff like that. Alan Dershowitz is one of them. He had relationships with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell. We all know what they was what they what they was into. <laughs> And this is how they control. It's how they push their agendas. We so caught up into the symbolism of things, her being the first black woman and all this other stuff. And they keep pushing these old narratives and agendas on us with the um, racial trauma and stuff like that, where we get so caught up into these these things oh we got the first black vice president who doesn't even identify as a black woman <laughs> we got the first black president who ain't do nothing for black people but he sure could play some ball right Now we got Kentonji Brown Jackson. Got the locks. Come from a two-parent black household. It's narratives. It's agendas. It's tugging on feelings and emotions. It's propaganda. It's propaganda. Like I like I said, got so many people defending her for facing this quote unquote unfair treatment as if you're not supposed to ask questions during these nomination hearings. I'm confused. You're supposed to ask questions, right? You're supposed to ask tough questions. It's just like any other interview. So how is it unfair treatment? We always quick to defend somebody who looks like us based off of our feelings as opposed to the facts of things. And she hasn't showed that she cares about black people when it comes to her ruling against or in favor of them. I didn't really want to get into too much about, you know, who she's married to because, I mean, you love who you love. I don't care. I mean, at this point, I don't care. I never really cared. But one thing that made me care and pay attention to it a little more is when I'm scrolling on social media and stuff like that. And then I see this article or this post about her husband sporting these patriotic socks and 
I'm checking through the comments and I'm seeing all these black people going crazy like, oh, yeah, he doing it and all this other stuff. And, you know, black black people, particularly black women, all they they in love with him at this point because of how he was crying when she was going through the um, the hearings and all this other stuff. They talking about how much support he gives and all this other stuff. See, this is (laughs) classic playing on feelings, man. So then in turn, any black guy that has anything bad to say is the problem. But back to the post. These patriotic socks that he was wearing. One of the socks had George Washington on it. A known slave owner. Another pair of socks that he wore. Benjamin Franklin. Another slave owner. Yes, I do know at some point he became an abolitionist, but he was a slave owner. Part of the system. Him and George Washington. Part of it. Part of it. Played a role of it. And this will go, this will make me think back to the time I went to um, George Washington's plantation. About 30 minutes away from here. And how they had a slave tour. And the lady who was giving the slave tour, man, she was such a George Washington apologist. Kept saying how, you know, even though he didn't want to have slaves, but that was just what the times were. So he just had to go with it. Really, nigga? (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, My thing is, it's no way in hell this is not a spit in the face to your black wife for you to be wearing known slave owner socks as part of your outfit at her at her confirmation hearing how is that not and this just goes back to all this stuff when it comes down to a lot of white men have fetishes for black women let me move on from this But like I said, feelings are more easier to control than facts. Next topic. Mackenzie Scott gives record-breaking $275 million to Planned Parenthood. Will be used to help black women get abortions. Uh, Planned Parenthood was started under the eugenics umbrella by a white woman. What's her name? Mark? Uh, Marie Sanger or some shit like that? I forgot. I forgot what her name was. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. I believe that's what her name was. Yeah, Margaret Sanger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You notice with this with this title with this article, this headline, it says to help black women, right? Any other time when they talking about black women or period, 
any other subject is always what? Women of color. But now we're being specific about helping women not reproduce. Then it's used to help black women get abortions. See what I'm saying? And Mackenzie Scott is the uh, the ex-wife of um, the Amazon Bama. Yeah. <laughs> and this goes along with all the other stuff that they try to do. And I know people going roll their eyes when I say this. It got all to do with the vaccine that recently came out and all that other stuff. Just way more and more ways to stop reproduction particularly in the black community why was they pushing this so why was they pushing that juice so fast to the black community first so bad and you hear all these stories about well i have because i actually you know just don't believe everything somebody tell me i do my research <laughs> All these black women that have been having issues with their menstrual cycles, black women who've had issues with pregnancies and stuff where they lost or been having trouble getting pregnant and stuff like that since getting the juice. You know what I'm saying? This all this stuff is calculated, it's an agenda. But we just failed to not realize it because we all caught up into everything celebrity and fame and popularity, you know? Or we caught up into our feelings about something where we can't see past the fog. You know, like I said, black, everything ain't black and white. The gray area is where everything is. And we always get caught up into our feelings of black and white as opposed to opening up our eyes and seeing through the gray area. But that concludes... The Blackly Black segment. Or, do, or does it? I think I got something else for you. I think I got something else for you. Uh, yeah, I got this this last clip. It's from Alan Dershowitz. And um, I'll just play it. People say Jews are too powerful. We're too strong. We're too rich. We control the media. We have too much this. We have too much that. And we often apologetically deny our strength and our power. Don't do that. Don't do that. We have earned the right to influence public debate. We have earned the right to be heard. We have contributed disproportionately to the success of this country. Never, ever apologize for using our strength and our influence in the interest of peace. And if you need a biblical source for it. There you have it. Moving along to the movie and TV reviews. Uh, burp number three i'm burping i ain't even been smoking or drinking but i think that's from the uh smoothie i just had and all this water i've been drinking trying to rehydrate myself uh, so i can be good in the gym so movie and tv reviews so we're gonna start with uh power power force the tommy show <laughs> i ain't really talked about it since it's been out but since I've been watching it and uh, I was very optimistic about the show because uh, Tommy is a good character and stuff. Uh, the trailer looked good before the show came out and stuff. And a lot of people was looking forward to it. But when it came out or whatever, you know, I was 
taking my time watching a couple of episodes that came out. I think uh like around three episodes. I was, you know, just just pacing myself and pacing, you know, how I felt about the show and stuff. And now uh four and beyond, even I watched the most latest episode today. And yeah. I, I see why now like, how a lot of people why a lot of people were complaining about the show and stuff. The show is just dry. It is dry. Um it does have drama, but the drama is lacking suspense and intensity in my in my eyes to me. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing pushing or driving the drama. You know what I'm saying? It's just dry. It's just straight up dry. And I'm disappointed in that. So uh, I'm still going to finish it. I mean, maybe something to pop off. Some shows will be dry as hell for the first seven, eight episodes. And then the the last two episodes when it's about to go off and then it start jumping. And one thing about the the, uh, the other powers in the little uh, in his cinematic universe, 50 cinematic universe, is that they had the drama. But it was a lot of suspense and intensity behind it, and even some f- <laughs> foolery, <laughs> some foolery behind it. You know what I'm saying? That kept, you, but that kept you entertained with the drama. You know what I'm saying? Even though some of the stuff didn't make sense or it didn't, it wasn't consistent. But still, like the intensity and the suspense behind the drama kept you entertained. And right now, Power Force just ain't doing that. It's just real dry. Real dry. Um, I watched the uh, new <laughs> scamming docuseries on Netflix, uh, Bad Vegan. And, man, it's just like the twinless, twin, the tender swindler. But <laughs> I think both of it is nonsense. Because I just don't understand how, I mean, I understand, but I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how people can be so naive and gullible and be getting themselves caught up into it. I mean, I I guess I do get it because, like I said, it's easier to control feelings than facts. Easier to control feelings than facts. And these people are getting scammed based off of their feelings. Their desires being fulfilled. Their wants, their needs being fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Trying to chase something that, some type of trauma or something like that, you know? And this new joint, Bad Vegan, man, is is wild because, honestly, like, even though the lady uh, that got scammed, (laughs) I still feel like she... She uh ultimately we all play a role in anything that goes on in our lives, but I feel like she played a big part in in this. I feel like because for one, when she ended up marrying the dude, spoiler alert, when she ended up marrying the dude, she wasn't even excited about it. It was like she didn't even want to get married to him. So as the docuseries progressed, something clicked in my head with something that somebody said in the docuseries. I think it was one of the journalists. And he said something about, you know, even though she got scammed and all this other stuff, and in essence, she was kind of like 
trying to scam him the same way. And then I had to go back and look at a lot of the things that happened in her situation. And yeah, she was trying to scam him just as well. She was she was so stressed and and worried about running this restaurant and paying off the debt and and all this other stuff that she basically got married to this dude as far as part of a business arrangement. She felt as though that this dude was going to bring money to her in order for her to pay off her debt and keep her dream alive. You know what I'm saying? So in that sense, she is a big part of her being scammed because she was trying to scam herself. And you find this a lot. That's why I can't stand when people be saying how, you know, marriages are really business relationships. I understand that they are, but I don't like the fact that people actually only see a marriage as being a business transaction. You know what I'm saying? They they have so they have they're so focused on money, materialistic things and all that other stuff that they just straight bypass the chance of having and having experienced true love. <laughs> and that's a that's something that was talked about a lot in the first two dating games. How, you know what I'm saying, people more focus on the finances and all that other stuff and how they're so blinded by that that they don't ever authentically find the right person for them or they were programmed to think one way or by society or you know what I'm saying or what they experienced um as a child and seeing what their parents went through and all that other stuff so we in this like this document this docuseries just shows like going through things and not healing from them or working on them will have you making bad decisions out here in your life as an adult you'll you'll either be making decisions based off of society based off of your parents based off of some trauma etc etc it's never really your decision you're making everybody else's decision but your real decision but the bad vegan uh documentary was good I I enjoyed it. I kind of I think I kind of enjoyed it more than the Tinder Swindler, but it was pretty much the same thing, some scamming shit. <laughs> oh man. That's it for the uh movie and TVs. I ain't really have a lot like I said. So, here we go. Really into the topics and videos. Uh the topics and the clips of Dating Games Part 3 I ain't gonna lie After I recorded Dating Games 2 I was just like Man I'm tired of talking about This dumb ass shit <laughs> This shit is just so It's It's annoying It's stressful And stuff like that Because Like like I said You can't change You can't change Nobody's My fault You can't It's easier to control Feelings than facts You ain't gonna change A you ain't gonna change nobody's minds. You know what I'm saying? As much as we try to change people, you can't. The only person you can change is yourself. And that that will open up doors for you. That would 
open up paths for you. You know what I'm saying? That's all you can worry about is is changing yourself. You can't change nobody else. So I kind of feel like, you know what I'm saying, me talking about this this stuff was just probably falling on deaf ears, even though the responses that I've got from people, I got great-ass responses about the past two uh, episodes, but... It's just like, man, tired of talking about this dumbass shit. Saying saying them dumbass memes and dumbass videos and clips and stuff on social media for people who are just 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 lost, man. They just lost. And I'm all for people living the life that they want to live and stuff like that. But I just feel like, man, you can live whatever life you want to live, choose to live. But if you not open to anything else or open to growth or anything like that or think you can't change and stuff, yeah, you lost. And I'm not going to waste my energy and my time on trying to convince nobody who think that way. <laughs> I'm just not. Nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I just feel like I don't want to be picking up. I don't want to be picking up th- that damn crazy ass energy and having that shit on on me i don't want that part of my vibe and my aura and stuff like that so i just i ain't even know if i was going to do a part three but like i said i got i put all these topics you know uh together to to do it so by the the mid by mid week i was like i'm gonna go ahead and do it I, i feel fine with doing it i got the stink off of me so i think that's probably what it is Cause some episodes, like in some topics and stuff like that, afterwards I just be like, man, I just feel drained sometimes just having to talk about that stuff. And part of it is possibly because you know what I'm saying I've experienced it in the past, and I feel like you know I've grown above it or I leveled above it. That you know what I'm saying I don't have to subject myself to it anymore and stuff like that so i think that might have something to do with it but yeah um we back so i'm gonna start off with a clip (laughs) and we're gonna get right into dating games part three (laughs) let me pull this clip up ah they did not tell us that all of that uh, being my own person and I'm independent would lead to separation, loneliness, celibacy, and lesbianism. They didn't tell us that if you give up the man, you're going to take one of these things and it's worse and it will destroy your nation. They didn't give us that information. They made us think that it was some kind of glorified position to brag about the fact that I got my own job, my own credit card, my own car, so I don't need no man. I don't even know how we got that mixed up. Ain't none of that got nothing to do with being with no man. Yeah, yeah we, we have some serious relationship problems that uh, nobody has been able to address us on because everybody wants to pretend that this is not going on. You know, over 60% of our women are single, widowed, separated, or divorced. They don't have a man. I just came out of Florida and they got a housing complex that the Urban League built, which is a black organization that is for women and children only. They, don't, they say they don't allow any men in there. I didn't have time to deal with it, but I talked about them real bad. That's the silliest program I've ever heard of. You know the women that had men if they got a bunch of children. They need fathers. They need protection. We hear about the drug problem that we have in our projects across the country. It's one of the major places that we have a drug problem. 
you know, we talk about the great strength that we have as black women. Well, the uh, welfare department don't rent government apartments to single black men. Those apartments belong to black women who are allowing this to go on in their home. We have not looked at what part of the responsibility do we share. Yes, black men sell a lot of drugs, and a lot of us black women get the money from them drugs and buy some of these fancy clothes we wear, drive around in some of these fancy cars. He is not doing these things alone and without support from us, whether they are good or bad. See, we have a lot of power. We are very strong women. I'm saying that we're using our strength in the wrong direction. We're using it to tear our man down, tear our nation down, instead of building it up. Having an education and a job is not, does not necessarily mean you have a successful life. I keep telling black women that to uh, raise a child, they say, well, I uh, provided with food, clothing, and shelter. That's not raising a child, that's maintaining one. To raise a child, you need a parental coalition of a man and a woman. We have sons who, are, by not having a father in the home, they don't know how to respect women. They take on the uh, black feminine, female emotionism. They're doubtful. They're indecisive. They can't make a decision. They don't know what to do about being a man because we can't teach them that. We don't have that knowledge. We have daughters who grow up in a home where they don't see any affection, where there's no man there. They go out into the world and try to mate. They don't have no idea how to be no woman to no man how to function in a house with a man, because they haven't seen it. Most of our children, just like us, get all the information we have about how you be with a mate off television. It's the only medium that shows us anybody being together. Those rules have not worked for us. The white woman's liberation movement, we don't have anything to do with that. We have not been under the control of the black man for over 500 years, so what do we have to get liberated from them from? They haven't been our boss. That's the white woman and her man. They're going through that, and that's their business. We don't have any business being in that. They only introduced it to break down the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement started with the black man, the black woman, and the black child standing together, trying to plead for a freedom, justice, and equality, and more benefits in the country that they had had built. They threw the white woman in there with the women's liberation movement and made it a woman against man thing. That created a big separation between black men and black women because then everybody started going for self. Then they bring the welfare system in and tell us in order to feed and clothe and house our children, we have to give up our man. You have to put the man out of the house. When the white farm wife goes to the government for subsidy for the farm, they don't tell her to get rid of the farm and they keep that family together. But in the black community, they make it a requirement because they want to keep endorsing into the black community that the black man is no good and that he is not deserving of respect, he is not deserving of us letting him give us any protection or instruction, and that we are better than them. Hey, I mean, what more can I say? Because I've said this plenty of times before on the podcast. I've talked about all this stuff before. I mean, you've heard it before. That was Shahrazad Ali. I mean, what I've been saying, these past couple of episodes about relating and relationships it's all about individual it's all about self there ain't no partnership going on here and as much as i don't want to always focus on black community this black community that you know what i'm saying because relationships and partnerships and stuff supposed to be universal but the attack 
seems to be on our community and but nobody want to see that you know what i'm saying it's easier to control feelings than facts that's why we are always bumping heads that's why we aren't working together that's why we always fighting against each other that's why we always competing against each other this this <laughs> this is <laughs> this is an agenda but i got another clip i'm gonna play that and then we're gonna get into some more conversation uh let me pull this clip up this everybody's favorite speaker kevin samuels And the biggest trick that ever got pulled on black women in particular was feminism and telling y'all that y'all were strong independent you know, men. White supremacy, racism, slavery could not do to the black community what feminism has done. Got y'all over here making the most student loan debt, the least married, most baby mama overweight. Got the nerve to sit back like this, like somebody got to come deal with y'all. And everybody else, at least 54% married or more, y'all like this. And now it's gone, through, it's gone from the fact that black men married with white women to white women, Hispanic women, Middle East women, Asian women jumping over each other because they sit back and listen to these conversations. They're like, God damn. We don't have to do anything except just be in the room because these women won't even show up. Oh, we don't have to, we don't have to chase. All we gotta do is show up. You may have your favorite toilet paper, your favorite water, your favorite whatever, but if you go to the grocery store and they got one brand of toilet paper on there, one brand of water, what do you pick? What's there? What's there? <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So we we honestly are our worst enemies when it comes to um partnerships or relationships if that's what you want to call. Y'all know how I feel about the terms, but I'll use both of them to, you know, keep the understanding intact we are our our, uh, our own worst enemies because like i said with the mindset that a lot of us have with the relating and relationships is all for self it's all individual so it's always easier to find somebody to blame in these situations Because we don't want to be accountable. First and foremost, we're probably not even self-aware of what we're doing. And if we are, we, we're not being accountable. We don't want to acknowledge it and we don't want to accept it. So we definitely ain't going to be able to move and actually do something about it, heal from it or anything, because we don't acknowledge it and accept it. But we are our own worst enemies when it comes to all of this because when we in that mode of relating in relationships 
We just only looking for somebody to blame. We coming in blaming before we even get to know the person. Like I said, the programs and all that other stuff, everything is pushed on us. Social media. Uh, therapists that I follow on uh, social media from the area. Uh, Bashir Williams. He tweeted something that speaks to a lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't base your, this is what he said, don't base your enough on the responses of a world that's never satisfied. And that goes to all the people who are out here trying to relate and be in relationships and attention ships and all that other stuff, trying to show off and all this other stuff. Nothing is ne- never enough. Nothing. Even you thinking about the money. I want a man to make this type of money. I want my man to pay all this bills and all this other stuff. He's spending all his money 24-7. And then the moment that he can't do it or he changes mind, he don't want to do it no more, it's a problem. It's not enough no more. Forgetting the fact all the things that he's done and all this other stuff. And vice versa. It's like I said, I'm... I'm not the one to be trying to pick sides or anything like that. Ultimately, it's going to come down to me speaking on my experiences and my perspective of things and how I perceive stuff, you know, because I am a man. But I ain't I ain't got I ain't trying to pick no sides. I want the collective to get this together. But yeah. <laughs> I came across this post. It says, if you think a man should pay all the bills, date someone that agrees. If you think it should be 50-50, date someone that agrees. The problem is y'all want to convince people who don't agree instead of just dating someone who has the same values. That's why the topic is so annoying. And I don't even look at it as no thing of values. I don't. I don't look at it as that has anything to do with values, but I mean, some people may, but this is just my opinion. I don't look at that being values, but everything else I agree with. Like I said, if you, if you about money and that's all you want, if you want date somebody who, who got money, who going to buy you this and that and all that other stuff. And you're not concerned about emotional support or quality time and, all that other stuff, then do you. That's fine. But like I said, we are our own worst enemies. (laughs) We always keep trying to change somebody or instead of dealing with ourselves. So I don't know what else to say to convince somebody (laughs) to to actually stop trying to uh, focus on everybody else or everything else ex you know everything outside of you all the external things as opposed to the internal but at some point you're going to hit a brick wall and you're going to have to face it so it's all about when you decide to do it or when you you know what I'm saying when you <laughs> when you feel like doing it but i understand you know a lot of people ain't ready to do those things you know what i'm saying it took me what I didn't start working on myself until 2013 and ever since then I mean I had to get to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired 
And I finally got to that point and I just started doing it. And everything has been that way since. And it is not that everything has been totally positive or or peachy and all that other stuff because things still come up. That's life. I'd rather be in the mode of, of healing for the rest of my life and being able to understand what's going on with me and how to work through it and stuff as opposed to just compounding that shit and stuff just continuously not going my way. <laughs> Um, here's a crazy, 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 crazy post that I seen, and I'm sure other people seen it because it's on a, a a big social media page, Spiritual World, a page that I I despise, but I follow it because it has a lot of posts that come up like this that are used for topic purposes. I don't know how you got a the name of your page is called Spiritual Word, and it's all in majority. 90% of the stuff you post is some toxic ash negative shit. But yeah. So here it goes. It says, This dude paid for my nails with a credit card, and I was so embarrassed. You don't have a hundred dollars on your debit card. Y'all keep saying he might be trying to build his credit. But my nigga, credit needs to already be built before we get together. <laughs> And this is why, man, oh, it, it is a it is a cold, 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 cold world out here, boy. Man, I swear. I'm glad I'm older. I'm glad I'm older. I mean, and not to say that it ain't women my age or my age bracket that, that don't think like this because it is. And I've come across them plenty of times. But. Whew. What is wrong with a man using his damn credit card now? I'm confused. Didn't you still get your damn nails done? What the hell? You can still have $100 cash and still use a credit card. Honestly, it is kind of better to use the credit card. Credit is way, way more important if managed properly, then cash is a lot of the time, especially in the world of capitalism, because a lot of these rich, wealthy bammers, they ain't using a lot of cash. They using a lot of credit, whether it's from credit cards, loans or or investments from other people, other rich, wealthy people. And this just shows you how the mind of uh of people who ain't never really had money or or people who so focused on social media shit that they seen and heard or dumb shit that's been passed on to them or shit they seen in movies and music videos and stuff people just don't this shit is sad bro moving along um but yeah i one thing I did want to point out is I was going back forth, back and forth thinking about the past two episodes. And and one of the things like, and this is just speaking for the fellas out here, for the fellas who are, you know what I'm saying, working on themselves and stuff, getting in touch with their, their emotions and feelings and stuff like that, 
Um, I'm sure this don't really need to be said, but I'll use it as a rem- I'll I'll say it could be used as a reminder or something to think about. And this is also for, you know, guys out here that just think that, you know, money is money and popularity and materialism gets you the girl and stuff like that. But it's a lot of women out here that need emotional support as opposed to financial support. But like I said, with the program and stuff, we us guys, we all have been programmed to think that, you know, we got to provide a, a a household with money and, and be the leader with money and and shower the woman with uh, materialism and stuff like that. But emotional support is much bigger, particularly for the women who are actually in touch with their emotions and and not so stuck into masculine mode. You know what I'm saying? Based off of fear or, you know what I'm saying, their ambitions and stuff like that. Us us guys have to be more e- emotionally supportive to to women because you know what i'm saying the women who are actually uh um in alignment with their femininity and stuff like that that's what they crave you know what i'm saying because that's that that's that's part of who they are as a as a woman that you know what i'm saying being being in tune with their emotions and stuff like that and i understand there's a lot of women out here even that that aren't so stuck into masculine mode it's a lot of women out here that ain't that aren't emotionally mature and intelligent as well and i know it could be um a uphill battle trying to connect with them on an emotional level i get it i get it you know what i'm saying so but just like with that post about you know what i'm saying the money stuff for the women if if a woman want to find a dude that got money and who's going to be 100 percent financially responsible for her we got to do the same thing when it comes to trying to find a woman to fit fit our needs and our desires um whether unhealthy or healthy i would prefer it to be healthy but you know what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah you know what i'm saying if if we're doing if if, if you're doing the work getting your emotional maturity up and your intelligence up and stuff like that, you're going to understand more of the type of things that you want. Because most, most, I ain't going to say most men, but the men who are actually in tune and aligned with their emotions and stuff understand that, you know, a woman that's aligned with her true femininity and stuff like that, that they're naturally nurturers and, and, you know, um, and naturally uh, affectionate and stuff like that. You know, what what we perceive and and know uh, a woman to be a a motherly woman. Not that you know what I'm saying you go out here and you want to date your mother, but that's supposed to be the natural aspect of a woman to be a nurturer, to be a a, a caregiver. You know what I'm saying stuff like that. Just like on a man naturally in tune with his masculinity. He's supposed to be a protector, uh, a fighter, a leader. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to point that out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fellas, we have to, you know, step up and, and be more emotionally supportive as well. You know what I'm saying? And not not focus so much on that financial aspect. 
and not focus so much on these narratives and agendas that that's out here and the stuff that's all over social media because I forgot which episode it was, but that post I read by Walker Walker Flocker about, you know, how social media is confusing us and making us feel like that um all all women only look at money and financial aspects and materialism and stuff like that. No, there's just a certain select few. And we always happen to have that narrative and agenda pushed in our face. But it's a lot of women out here that's looking for that emotional support and want to actually have a partnership and work together and be together and experience life together. But social media frames it in a totally different manner. Let me see what's next. What's next? Why are relationship titles important? dating i don't know what we're doing i'm not like i'm not 19 like we're, i'm yeah. not doing that with you you are a grown man and you, you should know you what don't. you want right. you want me or do you, you want me or do you not want me what are we doing and this is here? what it is do you want some of me or do you want all of me yeah because that's what it boils down to the title you're gonna get all of me and you have to give me all of you and if you don't then it won't work exactly but now you're when you don't have a title it's like okay you can make excuses for things you can always lean on them yeah well, but i'm not, you're not your, my, but you're yeah. not my girlfriend you can always so lean I don't on that. have to I understand what they were saying. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get, you know, it's people out here that, guys out here that, you know what I'm saying, being being relationships with women or whatever, but um, <laughs> but then be like, hey, we ain't together, we ain't official and all this other stuff. I, I get it. I get it. I understand. But at the same time, I'm also like, If you're not having these conversations and you and not actually putting these boundaries in place or whatever, then you can't really complain. You play a role in, in what you're going through. And then also the fact that you're so focused on a title with every person that you have a relationship with. You know what I'm saying? And I've talked about this before about how. A lot of women out here just think every guy is the one. And they get so caught up into social media, what they can show off to their family and friends and all that other stuff that they just want to rush everything. Nothing is organic. Nothing is authentic. Excuse me. I don't even know what burp number that was. Nothing is real. You know what I'm saying? Everything is forced. And once shit is forced, it breaks. Nothing is built properly. You know what I'm saying? Because people are so focused on relationships and relating. They all worried about what they can get. I want this title. I want to be able to get married, have a baby. I want to be able to get a girl that look like this. I want to be able to show her off. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to to hit this and hit that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing real about anything when it comes to relationships. Everything is all about what I can get, what I can show off, and what I can prove.
but it just it just it just always amazes me like i i've seen people and i've been around people and stuff that like they've been in in a relationship or partnership whatever they whatever they're calling it whatever they're doing and they'll be using their their uh significant other's name all the time all the time but as soon as they get married they stop using the, their significant other's name. All it is is my wife, my husband, my wife, my husband. <laughs> and it's just, and I always be stern and, and be looking and, and stuff like that. I just be like, I do know who your significant other is. You can still <laughs> use their name. You know what I'm saying? I understand that, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got married and and stuff like that, but I still know who the person is. <laughs> It's like their whole identity gets erased. The significant other who is um, on the outside and the person who's actually speaking. Both of their identities go out the window and they become a title or an adjective or a pronoun. Like their whole existence is gone and they're only a title, an adjective, or a pronoun. And... We get so caught up into all of this. We get so caught up. We it's it's like, and I understand that these are beautiful moments, accomplishments, and stuff like that. Cool. But we get so caught up into everything that defines us as opposed to who we actually are. And these are all external things, things that the world sees or things that the world celebrates as opposed to actually being yourself and being happy with that or comfortable with that we got to use titles in order to define us or to make us feel proud or or to be able to show off to the world that we you know we're doing something that we're accomplishing something or that we're successful you know what i'm saying and it's just weird just weird just like i said that's just my point of view is my taste you know what i'm saying you don't have to agree with it that's the whole point of tasting something <laughs> you you only gonna know uh if you like it or not if you get a taste for it yeah so <laughs> but last episode i was talking about uh i don't know if it was dating games two or one but i was talking about practice and how People have to practice, you know, in this whole notion and this narrative of stop being a wife to these to these boyfriends and all this other stuff. But if you aren't actually practicing, just like anything, like all the degrees you done picked up, all the stuff you learned in school, whatever skill you learned or whatever hobby you learned, what did it take? Practice. You only got good or able to obtain those degrees or those titles or these these uh skills and stuff by doing what practicing and these are things that you wanted these are things that were a desire or a dream of yours just like being married right or being in a quote-unquote relationship or partnership right so doesn't that take practice and it's like people just don't prioritize they people more focused on the titles than the actual work or the journey of things you know what i'm saying 
the success of of something or the the goal you know what i'm saying people are more focused on that because it's it's easy to show these things off as opposed to actually doing the work that's why people will be stuck in relationships jumping back and forth to different people but still having the same experience because there's no practice there's no work being done there's no acknowledgement there's no self-awareness there's no is not is no type of priority to actually be what you want to achieve or obtain or, or get to <laughs> oh man you can't just think because you got it all together you know what i'm saying you got the degrees you got the car you got the job you got the money you got the house and stuff that now it's time to find a a, a a wife or a husband that is just supposed to come together naturally when you ain't already been, you know what I'm saying? When you haven't been out here practicing these things, you've been putting your practice and your effort and your energy into other stuff, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? You choose how you live your life ultimately, right? Yeah. But don't expect now that it's time to find your husband and wife and you got all this other stuff that is supposed the puzzle supposed to complete. You know what I'm saying? You still got to find that puzzle piece and you still got to actually find out where it goes into the puzzle and put it there for it all to come together. And if anybody know about putting puzzles together, it takes practice to get good at putting puzzles together. Here's this crazy shit that I've been seeing all over social media for a while. 444. I'm looking across the room at my laptop and 444 came up on the clock. I just can't get away from that damn number. If anybody is into synchronicities and angel numbers and stuff like that, yeah. I, it's to the point now where I see it every day, multiple times a day. I'm going to get it tattooed on, my, on me. So, <laughs> I just, oh man. But yeah, back back to the this shit that I've been saying all over social media lately. I use my masculine energy to protect myself. And this this is something that you hear a lot of women say. Fellas, y'all know y'all hear it all the time. And ladies, y'all know y'all hear it all the time, too, because most of y'all hear it when y'all saying it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. I can't stand hearing that shit. And I've talked about this before because it's either them saying that or them saying um, I need to feel safe in a, in a relationship and stuff like that. But why does that need you basically bypassing, throwing out, just saying, fuck my natural, normal, feminine energy, my femininity, because I'm trying to protect myself. How are you really think you're going to find the right man for you if you aren't living in some sort of your, if you're not living in your truth? I ain't even going to say some sort. No, I'm saying if you're not living in your truth and your truth is your femininity as a woman. Got ain't no real guys out here who actually want to be in a, a true partnership, want to deal with no masculine ass woman. 
just because you living in your masculinity to protect yourself and you still getting hollered at and all that other stuff, that don't mean you're a catch. No, that just means you're still physically attractive and these guys trying to hit. And I will die on this hill for all times. <laughs> if reincarnation is real, I will die on this hill every time I'm reincarnated. Guys putting in work and and putting that pressure on women don't mean nothing because guys will do that shit for a piece of ass. But seriously, you cannot expect to sit here and find a man who's really trying to be in a partnership and you aren't living in your truth. You aren't living your true self, your femininity. It can't be too too men in a relationship with a t- two let me let me let me rewind back it can't be masculine energy on both sides and you expect that it's going to be some sort of balance in that relationship that's a tug of war that's bringing the 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 yang and yang together and the yin and yin together and you expect it's supposed to be some balance. No, it don't work that way. Ladies, you got to live in your truth. Living in your truth will protect you. Why? Because part of your femininity is having a little extra um, gut instincts that intuition, you know what I'm saying? I hear y'all talking about that so much. Y'all intuition this and intuition that. Y'all intuition ain't the same if you're not living in your truth. If you're not living in your true essence, your true energy, your true aura, then them instincts and that intuition going out the window. Because our masculine instincts and intuition is totally different from a woman's. Our radars are different. Both man and woman. Those radars are different. Our, those two spidey senses are different. You know what I'm saying? The feminine energy is a divine energy, just like the masculine energy is. I already talked about before how we both have those energies. But living in the true essence of yourself, that feminine energy will dominate more over that masculine energy that masculine energy will dominate more over that feminine energy as a man when you bring those true energies together those true essence together masculinity and femininity in a partnership those divine energies they supposed to complement each other supposed to bring balance to each other I came across this post actually today. <laughs> I'm about to read it. It says, how has cooking for a man who is not your husband become, quote, pick me, end quote, energy or some great offense to women around the world? But taking his D.I.C.K. into all of your orifices is cool for, quote, not your husband, end quote. 
he can't have some chicken, but he can have the cat. <laughs> Help me understand. It continues. They really got black women out here swindled and bamboozled. Y'all don't notice the world has you demonizing everything about your femininity except for your vagina. We not cooking and cleaning because we not his mama, but we busting it open all over and he not your man. Confusion. It continues. I am one million percent certain that if the narrative was, quote, he can come over and I'll cook a little something. And he can go home, end quote, instead of, quote, I'm not cooking for him. That's wife energy. Then proceeding to get on your knees, end quote. The quality of men who made it to the bed will would increase drastically. <laughs> it continues. It ends with this. Because for me, I'm not interested in a man who, A, lacks the sexual discipline and maturity to take his time and let me set my own pace for my body. B, needs sex more than food because I'm going to be cooking for more of my life than I'm going to be busting it down. The plan is to die together, for real. <laughs> I mean, and this is from a black woman. She wrote this. And this is what I'm saying. Not Excuse me. This is not all women that caught up into that you know what i'm saying these narratives and stuff of you know what i'm saying he not your husband don't give don't give wife energy to your boyfriend and all this other type stuff you know what i'm saying it's it's not a it's not all women but it is a continuous narrative that's being pushed upon each and every woman that's coming up and it is possible to it's too many examples of this as opposed to examples of couples actually being in healthy partnerships and actually doing right you know what i'm saying or even single individuals man or woman who actually have a a different mindset this this actual mindset that i just read and you know what i'm saying it's being promoted across social media all these pages the shade room spiritual word and I don't know all the other ones because I don't really follow a lot of them. But a lot of them push this negativity shit because it's entertaining, right? It's just like what I was saying about all the other power series. It got the drama and it got suspense and intensity behind it, driving it, pushing it. But the Tommy series, it got drama, but it's no suspense and intensity pushing it or behind it. It's dry. It's not entertaining. So these pages are just playing on people's feelings. It's easier to control feelings than facts. It's easier to get popular. It's easier to go viral. It's easier to be whatever, a social media influencer or whatever, by playing on people's feelings. And that's what they're doing. All right, where I'm at? Um, uh, I think I got another clip. Let me uh, get all this off the uh, phone. Um, let me see. Yeah, I think I got a clip. Uh, clip coming up. All right. I'm sitting here 
got to go to the bathroom again, but I'm not getting up because I do not want to do extra editing. So I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> I've been rehydrating myself ever since I woke up. Oh, man. So. <laughs> so I hear a lot of men asking, well, what do you bring to the table? And women are now so attractive and, you know, making money and all these things. So we feel like, well, that automatically makes me a good catch. Look at me. I'm attractive and I make some money. Do you understand that even if you have a good paying job, a man will walk past your six figure making self and as, as attractive as you are and go to the mugly girl at Burger King because she knew how to be his piece and how to give him what he really was looking for? It doesn't matter what you make. Men don't care. When men ask you, what do you bring to the table? They're simply asking, do you know how to be my piece? Will you listen to me? Will you encourage me? Will you help me to pursue my dreams and to be a better man and a human being? Are you compassionate? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you nurturing? Will you pray with me? Will you pray for me? I'm out here fighting the world. I don't want to come home and fight with you too. If I'm going to fight, I hope that you'll fight with me and fight for me. Are you going to be everything that I need? Because at the end of the day, what I'm really looking for is peace and stability. They will walk past everything if you're not that. And like I said, it ain't every man that feels this way. But guys uh, like me and a lot of guys that I know, they this is what they want they you know what i'm saying it is guys out here that make a lot of money and stuff like that who actually want to be with a woman who don't bring them peace because in the end they just want to have power over them they want to be able to control them they want to be able to show them off and you know what i'm saying be eye candy or arm piece and all that other stuff but when it comes down to a dude that's really trying to be in a partnership and trying to uh experience life together with somebody they ain't thinking about all that how much money she making all that other stuff because majority of the time he confident enough in himself that he know that he's going to do whatever he has to do with the support of his partner to get what he needs to get because they're working together what's mine is yours is yours is mine all that let me play another clip you see, is this the next one coming up? Uh, all right, here we go. Why men hate this new generation of women so much is because we're finally starting to realize how powerful we are. No, that's not true at all. That is not why men don't like you. And you said you hold a lot of power in this world, which you don't. Because in a lot of countries, women don't have rights. You hold a lot of power in this country, which is why I say in this country, men have it harder than women. At the end of the day, the reason why we don't like you is because you want to act like men. You want to move like men. You want to talk like men. You want to be able to put your hands on men while still being treated like a woman, which isn't going to fucking happen. Men aren't mad that women are in positions of power or women are doing these things that men are able to do. The reason why men are mad is because you want to act like us, be like us, while still being treated and catered to like a woman which isn't gonna fucking happen so no per usual you just a bitch they don't know what the fuck whoa that brother's angry right there um i don't con condone the last part those last sentiments i agree with uh some of the things that he said and that just continues what i've already been speaking on some of the post clips and all that other stuff but the interesting part about it, it the reason why i played this clip because i knew that he was talking like this and stuff like that was that you see how these narratives, these 
agendas and stuff caused this tension between man and woman, black man and black woman. That's the reason why I played this clip. You see the tension, the anger, the frustration and stuff, and the entitlement from both sides. That's that's where we're at. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at. That's where we continue to lead to, and it'll further be cycled along if we don't change the narrative. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying, man. It's sad. Dang. Let me move on. Uh, so to continue with all this stuff, um, I came across a tweet. Say, uh, it's a black woman who posted this. She said, "Y'all be wanting traditional win- traditional men, but don't be traditional women. Can't cook. Don't want to clean." Bad attitude, can't take correction, just demands and vibes. That quote-unquote traditional man you want does not care about your accolades, how much you make, how good you look. Their main concern is can you keep and maintain a home? Do you listen? Can you submit? If the only thing that makes you a quote-unquote prize is your looks and accomplishments, then you're going to have a very hard time trying to find that traditional man you want. I think she goes along. Let me see. No, that was it. But I'm going to also add to her what she said when we get to the quote-unquote prize part is when she said is your looks and your accomplishments. And also I'm going to say your body and and you giving, you busting it open. <laughs> That ain't, you know what I'm saying, that ain't the prize. And this this goes along with me just reiterating this. It is a, it's, it's a continuous conflict on both sides. You got different views coming from the women. You got different views coming from the man. We conflicting in our own groups, and then we conflicting um, against each other, got the tension or whatever. And then you got the... Um, the views coming from both sides just um, egging on each other, others' views. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, <laughs> it's going to always be this tension, <laughs> always be this tension, this tug of war, or whatever, because we keep running to this shit. We keep following this narrative. We keep getting sucked up into this shit that's on social media and what the good good girlfriends are saying, what mama and grandma, auntie has said, and what granddad and dad and all them said, and all this other stuff. We just refuse to make our own decisions and and follow our own narratives. I came across another tweet, and it says, "Dating is so partner oriented nowadays." I had to really teach myself talking to someone 24-7 is not normal or healthy in any way, shape, or form. Do you realize how crazy it is to get mad at someone for not receiving a text back after a couple hours when y'all speak every day? And let me pull up the um let me pull up the whole uh thread, because it was a I took a screenshot to remind me. Here goes the rest of the uh, her tweet, especially with people my age like that is so normalized. It ain't even funny. And even still, I can and even still I be catching myself on stuff 
or being bothered by it when it is not at all that serious. And let me see. And maybe partner oriented isn't the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Whatever the word is for the need to be around your partner or know where they are or be in communication with them 24 seven. Like that's just so normalized. Y'all y'all are giving extreme scenarios like, quote, well, don't let me go back because it's hard trying to read through people's tweets and they got misspellings and stuff. Quote, well, they don't respond for days. I'm done, end quote. Learn the difference between someone being interested and healthy space, please. If you do have this issue and want to work on it, I do suggest reading attached and learning about your attachment style and where it's rooted from. Now, we're going to go through her tweet. And I'm going to start off by saying I agree with her about that, about uh, learning your attachment style. But it's definitely um, worth learning. Um, I forgot what my attachment style is, but um, I got it written down in my journal somewhere. And I got like the the little attachment styles. I got a screenshot of it in my phone and stuff. So I just got to go back and figure it out. So let's go through this. Let's go through this um, tweet. So she or you already know just based off of what I've been talking about that I already disagree with what she's talking about when she starts off by saying dating is so partner oriented nowadays. <laughs> when I first came across the tweet, that's exactly what what caught me right there. That first line dating is so partner oriented nowadays. And I really had to teach myself talking to someone 24 seven is not normal or healthy in any way, shape or form. So this can go, this can, this tweet is pretty much black and white, right? It's, it could be a lot of gray area in this. Whatever her attachment style is, whatever she's gone through in her life, whatever she's seen, whatever fears and paranoia, paranoia she has around relationships and stuff, that's that's all the gray area in this. So I'm not going to sit here and fully and try to interpret everything that she's trying to say. But what I will say is that, like I've been saying, if you want a partnership and you're dating, you have to communicate with each other. You have to have those tough conversations, whether they may be tough to you and not tough to your partner or vice versa these conversations have to be had you have to have these conversations about um your boundaries and your alone time and the space that you would like and um how you would like to feel comfortable in the relationship and as far as your significant other safety and and your your mind wrapped around that safety and things that you've gone through or things that you're you're dealing with or working on or healing from these conversations have to be had so you won't just have a mindset a black and white mindset like this and not know what the context is is around it because there's some couples who like to talk 24 7 maybe they're in a long distance relationship maybe they they work a lot and they don't get they don't have the time to see each other every day you know what i'm saying and it may be couples who do have 
that time to see each other every day. And they do see each other every day. And they actually haven't given, they actually haven't had that conversation with each other about them actually having more space for themselves so they can miss each other. So the times can be more quality, have more quality to it. So it can be more intimate, et cetera, et cetera. This is where the communication aspect comes from with partnership. But, you know, with relationships and stuff, people just, you know what I'm saying, do what they want to do. And, you know what I'm saying, we'll see where things go type type attitude. And I'm not saying that you can't have that attitude in a partnership, but conversations need to be had. But most of the time in relationships, these conversations aren't being had, whether for if the person is insecure, they have abandonment issues, rejection issues, or um, they don't really care, you know what I'm saying? They, you're, you're, you're basically a placeholder, or they're they not as confident in themselves, or, you know what I'm saying, their, their words, their feelings and stuff, or they don't know what they're feeling. So they just winging it. And that's where usually conflict happens and you'll start saying that while you're in this relationship, y'all keep continuously having this same issue, this same argument, you know what I'm saying, over and over again. Why we keep having this same argument? Why we keep bumping heads on this issue? Why we keep having to deal with this shit? Moving along to the next topic. <laughs> I like to do that a lot, just leave stuff open-ended like that, because it's not for me to always answer these questions, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm just introducing the taste. This is just stuff to make you think if you're open to actually thinking, and you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So, what's next? Um, here's another post I came across. It says, most people can't even be in their own company without being bored or lonely. A peaceful relationship is not something they can handle simply because they use other people for their own entertainment. And this is what I'm talking about right here. Just winging it. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of time people are just placeholders in, in another person's life based off of something that they've gone through or them being afraid to be alone or because they want to be able to have somebody to show off or they're actually afraid to to make a tough decision or have a tough conversation and stuff like that. So you just deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm tired of hearing also about this crap, about this boring shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I came across somebody I followed on social media and they was like, I'm not trying to be hanging around some dude if he born or whatever shit. You know, I'm bored all the time or whatever. I can just be bored by myself instead of being bored around hanging around with some some nigga. But then I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, damn, yeah, she got some deeper stuff going on. And I am not a mental health professional. I'm just speaking off of my experiences and stuff like that. And usually when a person is always bored or talking about they bored or worrying about somebody else being the bored that they're around, they need to do some some uh healing work, man, because they they got some stuff going on with their uh with their with their uh their sacral chakra, their creativity chakra. Cause if you there's so much stuff out here that you can get into, you nobody should be bored. Nobody. <laughs> there's so much stuff out here to get 
to get into, to be creative with and stuff like that. And if you always feeling bored and always looking at something being boring and stuff, yeah, you got some deep healing stuff that goes on. You can't just be using people to, you know what I'm saying, fix your boredom. But then if it ain't working for you after a while in the moment, then you you labeling them as being born when you actually the one that's born and bored and you just trying to find something externally to be a distraction for you at the moment. Healthy relationships aren't born. Healthy. I'm I'm using the word relationship, you know what I'm saying? But you know, how I feel healthy partnership isn't boring, but Yeah. That's bullshit. People just got to learn how to communicate. They got to they gotta work on them. We we all got to do it. It's as simple as that. Hey, whatever. <laughs> and like I said, using partners for entertainment and shit like that, and that's the same thing with, when people be testing people, just like that shit with the credit card situation and the money and all that other stuff. People trying to test somebody or or trying to trying to put your significant other or somebody you dating in certain scenarios and trying to see how they acting on dates and how they um they communicate and stuff that that's not fair to the other person that's not even fair to yourself you know what i'm saying you can't just be because you you sitting here trying to manipulate this the situation and the moment and stuff like that in order to make yourself feel comfortable whether it's trying to find out something or to um externally satisfy yourself in that moment but hey so i'm gonna end off with this this last post and that goes into all this this boring stuff and this using people for entertainment and all this other stuff and we're gonna get up out of here because the game has started and i'm about to push over two hours so there's some parts Excuse me, parts to the story. I think that was like burp number five, six. I don't know. Y'all going to tell me. I know y'all going to tell me because y'all always do. And I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So this comes from a black woman. She said, had dinner with a dude who didn't compliment me once. I thought that was really weird. I haven't spoke to him since. So another black woman responded to her tweet. And she said, so you go on dates to boost your self-esteem? Continuation. She said, she responds. She says, at no point was I expecting compliments. The absence of the acknowledgement of my effort just shows me that he might not be attracted to me. Parentheses, which is okay. And even if he is, I still prefer a more vocal partner. Hence, I didn't force him to compliment me. I simply cut him off. Continuation. I'm not dating anyone that I have to tell to compliment me. I'm too self-assured to do that. Affirming me and making me feel like I'm the only girl in the room is romance 101. That's what I'm accustomed to when I date, and I won't settle just because he ticks other boxes. Continuation. Oh, no, he was actually a perfect gentleman. He pulled my chair, opened doors, listened when I spoke, even sent me full 
tank before I left so I could fill up on the way home. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people, bruh? I understand. I'm going to start off by saying this. I understand you may have a love language and your love language may be um, affirmations. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. That's fine. But this was just one date. One date. That don't mean he, he wasn't going to get to the point where he wasn't going to compliment you or anything like that. He was he could have been nervous. And I've talked about this before. It's to the point now where it is sometimes difficult to give women compliments because they think that you just trying to hit. They, th they think you after something or they think you just all about sex or something. So. He might have been nervous about it. he might have been trying to gauge it or whatever. And then he was probably it don't necessarily mean that he was all into you in that moment. Maybe he was trying to get to know you to see if he can get to that point where he can even be another date or y'all can go on multiple dates and then he can feel the need to compliment you. But maybe he was just, you know, had his reservations at the same time. I'll never sit here and say that you not you shouldn't have your love language in and identify with it and and want your significant other to, you know, play to it. And maybe you know, his his love languages are different. And that's one thing that I've come to learn that a lot of times we will love somebody else in our love language as opposed to loving them in their love language. And a lot of times it's also an indicator for the significant other of actually what we need from the other. You know what I'm saying? But it is very important for, you know, people dating to know these things and this is where these conversations come in and this was just the first date i'm assuming she didn't say that but i'm assuming because she cut him off just like that for not giving her a compliment despite the fact he did all that other stuff gave her gas money opened the door chairs cars isn't that part of romance one-on-one too so this nigga checked 10 nine out of the 10 boxes and she cut him off just like that so, yeah, you have to question, are you just you was you just using him to to build you up to get get your your uh, external validation for that moment? And that's it. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't really interested in him. You was only interested in what he can give you based off of your desires in that moment. Classic uh, relating in relationships, you know, <laughs> But yeah, man, this is the this is the uh, world we live in today, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to end it here. Um, I just reached the two hour mark. And yeah, uh, like I like I say, like that tweet that I tweeted a while ago and I referenced on uh, Dating Games Part 1. Social media has really fucked up the little things when it comes to relationships. And I need to retweet that and take out relationships and put partnerships. <laughs> Man, I'm going to read these last couple of tweets that I read in Dating Games Part 1. Um, I don't know if I'm done with dating games based, 
based off of this episode and I, I still got some more stuff left but honestly it's always going to be some fucking relationships or dating topics out here that will pop up every episode because that is all the shit that seems to be prevalent or the focus or important for people on social media man nothing else <laughs> i swear but let me let me read a healthy relationship is when you're enjoying the connection not getting attached to the outcome of it a healthy relationship is not about never making mistakes we are all human and still growing but it is about having the tools skills and willingness to take accountability and repair damage and to make the appropriate changes to reduce the chances of repeating the harm again a life partner is the goal someone to do life with to learn with to grow old with just two people watering one another and enjoying the fruits of their label, their la- labor. Yeah, so always in each and every episode off with a song. And this song is from Kevin Ross once again. And it is titled Same Team. This is a taste to consider podcast. The podcast of many tastes. I'm out of here. Appreciate all the love. Please continue giving me, giving me the feedback, liking my posts, uh, downloading the podcast, download, delete, download, listen, and then delete off your phone. Make sure you, sub- you subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Taste to Consider uh, Network, uh, titled it that. I changed it from a taste to consider podcast to a taste to consider network because like I told you last episode, I will be bringing more uh, content to you. Um, so that should be starting. Um, I did say it was going to start this week, but I changed it to April because I wanted to do some more planning on what I'm going to bring to you first. But look out for that. A taste to consider network. Um, yeah. Subscribe, like, share, please share. Um, that's like I said, the, these funky ass algorithm, algorithm, al algorithms out here. I ain't even drinking. I'm getting tongue tied <laughs> on social media, share the podcast and all that other stuff. Yeah. So let's get to the song. Same team. And I'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Um, yeah, let's go. Crazy to both us, babe. We're not talking, just contemplate. Reading you's like a different language. You can't explain what it is, but it's different than it was before. And I hold myself accountable. Now it's like we're keeping score. What's mine's and what's yours? I think sometimes we forget that we're both on the same team. Sometimes I forget to do it before the same Say stick and sit apart, Yes, sir I'ma hold you down Baby, lift me up I'ma make you proud Let me build that trust Always know we're on the same Just know we're on the same Yeah Standing my ground, feeling like more of a landslide What we say now, it's like hiding each other with hand now 
get tired of matching all the energy and your best friend, not your enemy Maybe your pain's not a win for me Been my first choice like a window seat Just trying to see where your head is at It's true, I gotta think before I react Who knew a part of me is always attached to you For bad or good, I think sometimes we forget that we're both on the same Sometimes I forget that we're both on the same Say stick and sit a podcast We out here trying to live same team life Let's go Say stick and sit a podcast The podcast of many tastes Yes Dating games part three. We about living that same team life. We out.